Welcome to the Building Stronger Agents podcast. And today I have the pleasure uh, of talking to one of my friends in Richmond, Virginia. Her name is Liz Brown. And Liz, uh, there's lots of reasons to have her on this show today, but the, what we're going to talk about is social media because I don't know about you guys, but I really get in the weeds with social media. Uh, it's overwhelming for most of us. And so many of us, we just throw everything at the wall and hope it sticks. So we become like halfway at six different things and that's never good. So Liz, um, she's not a braggadocious person, but I'm going to just say it. she's got about 40,000 followers on TikTok and she's got about 50,000 followers on Facebook. I never would have thought that having a lot of followers on Facebook would have been important, but uh, we're going to find out today uh, how it's working for Liz. So welcome to the show, Liz. Thanks so much for taking the time to be here. I know how busy you are. Thanks for having me. Of course. Anything for you. Well, thanks so much. So um, before we get into it, give us, you know, how'd you get into real estate? I know you said you got licensed in 2016. Like, what did you do before that? What got you into real estate? Love to hear the story. Uh, I have always sold things since I was my first job as a car hop at 14, then being a waitress at a, you know, friendlies in Pennsylvania, serving ice cream and hamburgers. And then I, even in college as a waitress. So I was a waitress probably 10 years. Mm. So I got really used to talking to lots of people and dealing with lots of, you know, drama and handling more than one thing at a time. Um, So it was really good experience. Then I sold cars for a while too. No kidding. What kind of cars? Uh, Hondas and Acuras. Wow. Mm -hmm. I know. So that gave me really good experience with negotiations and like actually selling things. Uh Second biggest purchase that most people make other than a house. Right. So then the next step was obviously houses because, well, you know, I wanted to sell something bigger, but I also, I had gotten to a place where I thought I was going to be a driver's wife. Does that make any sense? <laughs> have you, have you seen the movie where uh, Will Ferrell's, what is that movie? Talladega Nights, where mm-hmm. Will Ferrell's like his, his wife is like, I'm a driver's wife. And so I had gotten to that place where I had married quote unquote, well, and I was just going to stay home and have some kids. And like, I don't know, I was like a personal trainer and taught group exercise. And right. I was living that life. And then my husband was like, oh, by the way, um, I'm not I'm not working right now. And I was like, oh, oh, but you're supposed to be a driver. Well, wait a second. You're supposed, wait a, and, you know, he was in the car business, too. And the car business is like brutal. It's brutal. Like I, I like I said, I had worked in it. And so I understood it. But then we both got in the corporate side of it. So I worked for, you know, Honda corporate. And so did he, and they were always moving us around and jerking us around. And I just, I don't know. So one day I was sitting in the parking lot with my daughter and she was in the back seat. And for whatever reason, we didn't have any insurance. So I went to take her to the doctor and I walked into like the Kaiser place and they're like, you don't have insurance here. And I was like, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) They're like, yeah, you're going to, I said, well, what do I do? Right. Like I've never been in this situation. I'm a driver's wife. Like, what do we do? <laughs> so they say to me, you're going to need to go to the state hospital since you don't have insurance. And I was like, you're indigent. Uh, what? <laughs> like uh, what? So I sat down in the car and of course I was going to do whatever I needed to do, but I was not going to let this be my life. Yeah. So before that I had met with a real estate agent twice about move about selling our house because we'd moved up to Seattle and moved back to Portland and up to Seattle, but back and forth selling our house, but we never sold our house, luckily. So I thought to myself, self, I could sell real estate. So I did. And I started, but I was not good in the game. It probably took me six months to sell my first house because, because like everything else, you want to do it your way. 
right instead of listening to someone i mean you've had agents that like think they can do it even though you're like here's the path why don't you want just the path just do this you'll be fine and i was like no 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 i wouldn't do it my way so it probably took me six months to actually get good at it and sell first house i sold my first house i got licensed in april and i got i got my first closing in september the problem was the, the commission check was 692 bucks. I still have a copy of it, which oh kind gosh. of sucks. Yeah, it was, it was 1988, but it was a $48,000 house. That was my first sale. I picked the wrong part of the country to start selling houses back then because the houses were pretty inexpensive. But mm -hmm. you sold six or how many did you, you took you six months to sell your first house. And then did you start getting some traction after that? I sold 12 my first year. And then after that, it I don't know, somewhere between 12 and 36, depending on the year. Sure. Which depending is on where I was living. And you're in uh, Virginia. Is that an expensive market or like what's the average sale price where you are? It's like, I think it's 350 right now. So it's, That's it's pretty fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's not, I mean, it's not Portland where I came from when I moved here. It was like 250 maybe was the average price point. And that was, that was a big change. Oh, Yeah. But we also, you also, you're like here, you don't have the, the massive highs and lows either. It's pretty steady Eddie, yeah. right? Yeah. Outside of the COVID market, obviously it's pretty steady. Yeah. So what did you initially, um, in 2016, that was pre TikTok, mm -hmm. uh, Facebook was a thing, but wasn't the same as it is now. The, the major changes with Facebook occurred in 2018. Um, it's become a utility since then. I mean, people during COVID used Facebook to keep in contact with people. So it's become much more uh, of a habit uh, now than even TikTok or Instagram. But what did you do back then to grow your business? Uh, I was always on a team before. So I just had Zillow leads and internet leads. Go so I, I learned really, I learned how to convert people on the phone. Yeah. I can I can talk to anybody on the phone. I even with Honda as a collector for a little bit. So like, oh. like I, I, anybody on the phone, it's, the phones don't scare me, which is why I think video doesn't scare me because what, what are you going to do? You can't hurt me. Right. Like you can't come. I mean, you could come find me, but right. <laughs> you I, could. Guess, I, I guess you could Listen, come find me. But... We're not making for anyone who's listening. We're not making that a challenge. Don't come find me. me. I got a big dog and a scary husband. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. <laughs> so Social media. I mean, you're you're chugging along. You've got your new career. Obviously, you've got a great personality. I'm sure you're doing you were doing really well. But what made you start thinking about like bringing social media into your world to grow your business? How did that start? So I joined EXP and I saw these women. One of them being GoGo and the other one being Amy Gregory. And I saw them building these really big businesses out of, out of their houses, right? They didn't have to go anywhere. They didn't have to do anything. They didn't have to be anything other than what they were. And I thought I could do that. And then I met them. I went to some events and I met them in person. And I thought there's nothing different about them than me, other than that they started. That's, that's the only difference. Like I've had like real, like Gogo and I have been roommates at Tony Robbins, right? Like I know her like right. slept in the same bed beside her like there's nothing different other than that she does not quit like no matter what she's tenacious and so is amy and they're brilliant they're brilliant women and so i just started to follow them and then copy them and then once i got good at copying them meaning i would take what they did and, and make it my own right like 
they would do this, I would do that. They would do this, I would do this. So then once I figured out, I didn't ever like figure out Instagram. I really tried to, but it was, it was hard to grow because it was already so big. And so when COVID hit, I thought there's got to be something else. And I started to listen to Gary Vee and he said, video, video, video. And then he said, TikTok and LinkedIn. And so LinkedIn, LinkedIn interests me zero because I'm not that, like, I'm not that kind of person, quote unquote. And yeah. so I just started watching TikTok and it was so addicting. So addicting. Free. So I don't have, my wife has TikTok. She has a staging business and she puts lots of uh, videos on there. I could... I watched TikTok initially and I started seeing that like the dance, you know, and I, I'm like, like for me initially, it was like, how am I going to bridge the gap between pretty girls dancing and me being a real estate agent? I just, right. and then I kind of, and then I would sit and look at her phone and get lost in like cat videos. I'm like, yep. social media is making us less productive, not more yep. because we have fewer we have fewer hours left in the day to do anything because we're just so sucked into this. So I just kind of, I made a decision to stay away from it. And it found, I found it overwhelming, which I think a lot of agents do, but it's very clear that mm -hmm. if you pick one plat, everything I hear is pick a platform, stick with it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's yep. TikTok, whether it's Facebook, don't try to be all things to all people and try to dig, go really deep on one platform. Do you believe in that or what, like, what, what are your thoughts? I think you have you to find a, what you, you like. you got a ton. I mean, 40,000 on TikTok and 50,000 followers on Facebook. I watch your videos. You're very entertaining. And obviously, being a gregarious person, I don't think that you're, you don't seem like a sociopath to me. So, although <laughs> it's always possible. I mean, right. I can, but you're, you seem like you're a relatively outgoing person anyway and you seem to have very, lots of confidence you don't mind talking to people so it was probably a much easier thing for you but what would like if someone an agent who maybe isn't as naturally outgoing as you if they want to get into social media like what did you do to start how did you get these followers i mean what do you do to grow that many followers you you talk to the masses you don't just talk to you don't niche down into this tiny tiny nitty-gritty of of wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you have to create videos that appeal to many, 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 many people. Like the videos that do the best are, that get followers, are videos, like, like I made a video about what I look at when I show a house. And so during that video, I was looking at ceiling fans, baseboards, and light switches. So Will, you have looked at these things. What can you tell about a house when you look at those three things? Baseboards, ceiling take, fans, light switches. If they're dirty and if people don't clean their baseboards and they have dirty light switches and they have um, like Oscar the Grouch, you know, growing on the blades of their fan, I'm thinking they probably don't take care of their furnace. They probably don't maintain anything else in the house either. Is that, am I wrong? Yep. No, you're right. Right. So I made that video and some people have very different opinions about that because they're like, we're busy. You don't know anything about our life. Like they get like offended that heaven forbid. And then they go the other way, which would be, why don't you look at the roof? Why don't you look at the HVAC? Well, because you course, look at those things and that determines if someone's going to take care of those things. Right. If right. they wipe and, their light switch covers off, if they, if they're not thinking about a greasy light switch cover, What's going to make them think about their roof or their furnace? 
right? Well, <laughs> so that everyone has an opinion about it. So then they get uh. lots of followers and lots of comments. And so it's something that you state that maybe someone else will not agree with. So you create you emotion and you want to, you want to create this kind of tug of war yep. because that's what gets people going. Yep. Right yep. or wrong. So that's the kind of video that gets you followers. The kind of, the way to start is when I, when I start agents, I start them typically to start like on a boot camp or a, um, a five day challenge. I usually do about, I don't know, I did like five in the last six months. And so they come every day and talk to me about it. And when they're talking to me about it, they, every day they make videos, right? Every day, every day, every day. And they're, and they're practicing pushing the buttons and they have friends that are doing it. So we make it like a community thing instead of just a them thing. And then after they do the five-day challenge, they meet me every morning. They have an accountability call. Like you and I have an accountability call on Wednesdays, right? Or we come and say what we're going to do. And, yeah. and you know, someone's going to ask you if you did the thing. So it's a consistency thing. It's a community thing. It's a, I need an idea thing. So I give them the tools that they need to get started. They don't have to do it on their own because most people are going to do it for a week and it's going to feel hard and they're going to quit. So I give them the tools so they don't quit. And once they get to like a thousand followers, they're kind of hooked on it and then they can do it themselves. The first thousand followers are, are the hardest. And you can get them there. Yeah, I can get them there in a month Yeah, or two. Just depends on how many videos they make really quick, like super quick. When I, when I saw you, um, when I met you for the first time physically at the shareholders event and you uh, had, you were up at the bar and you had dozens of people there doing their videos. I was pretty impressed because it's everyone's together. They're all nervous together and, and they realize that it's not the end of the world. When I started doing videos, oh my God, 2019, when we started going to Florida for two months in 18. So at the end of going into 2020, I started doing market updates. I would yell at the camera. I swear to God. I would yell at the camera because I because I'm convinced no one can hear me. And I'm just and I, there was no emotion. I was right. just, I had this white background, not unlike what I've got here. But then I would just be like a robot. And I just but here's the thing. I just got I would watch my videos. If you're a normal functioning human, you're going to suck at it. I don't pick anyone who does video. Yep. Go look at their initial ones and they were crappy. Yep. Because we're all humans. We all start off at the same place. It, yep. it all boils down to 10,000 hours, right? If you're yep. willing to stick with it, anything it is, then you're going to become good at it. And then you just have to become consistent. Yeah. I'm reading this book called The Talent Code. Okay. And it, it talks about like the myelin in your brain and how when you do something when you activate the myelin over and over and over and over and over again, as much as possible in a short amount of time, mm -hmm. you get better at it fast, right? So the whole idea of this is how many can you do as fast as you can over and over again, pushing the buttons, editing them, filming yourself, practicing things, adding the music. Like that's how I got good at it is that I, that I did it during COVID when I wasn't so busy doing everything else. And so I just, every day, every day, every day, every day. And then I consumed a lot of it as well. So then I saw what was good and what made people good. And then since I was already good at speaking because I taught group exercise, like yeah. I was used to being in front of people, right. lots of people like having to be like, be cute on my feet, right? Like sure. entertain the crowd. You're, and you're really great. Fun. I will say, give you, you don't need your head to get any bigger, but 
when I saw you for the first time in Cabo on the stage, uh, when you were there with um, Yoakum, was it? Was on the stage. It was me yeah, and Simone. You were in a blue dress. It was three of you. Yeah. You were trying to get agents to talk about, you know, like not everybody has a thousand agents at EXP, whatever. And I saw you for the first time. I was like, man, she's really good. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it's hours and hours of doing something, right? Like I taught thousands of group exercise classes yeah. where I'm trying to convince someone to work out harder because that's what's good for them. <laughs> So I just transferred that into this. I don't teach group exercise anymore because it didn't make me any money and I like money. So I decided I was going to do this instead when they, they canceled group exercise during COVID. So I was like, well, what else can I do to fill my time and fill my soul? So I just picked this. One thing I just got from what you were saying, a lot of real estate agents start doing video, myself included. Then you run out of topics and you're like, mm -hmm. You know, I did my market update. I did a, I did a, uh, I took Dave Kennard's um, 10 things that uh, leaders do, um, 10 ways leaders handle change. Yep. And I did my 10 videos on that, but then I ran out of steam. So that's what most agents do. But what you're saying is if you're watching, if you pick a few influencers that you find that, that draw you in. Yep you're no different than any of their other 100,000 followers. So you and every one of them, when you hear them interviewed, they're like, steal my crap. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Because it doesn't hurt them. Because if you go make a video that's exactly what they did, you're going to have a completely different audience anyway. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't undermine. It's not plagiarism. They don't mm -hmm. mind. it. No, I don't care. Like, take anything that I've done and use it. First of all, I'm probably not going to remember. And if I do see it, I don't remember what's in the past, right? We already talked about that. Like, I don't think like, it's back there. I made so many videos that it's like, right. what video did you make? What? How'd that go? And if I see it, I'm happy that you, that you used the idea. I'm happy that you tried. It's flattering. Plus you want, you're the kind of person that wants to help others because mm -hmm. this is such a big stumbling block for real estate agents, this video thing. I mean, we, so many of us just don't know. Like, what are we trying to, what's the end game? And at the, at the end of the day, I think the end game is building an audience of people that are going to see you every day because you've got to be consistent yep. about it and then staying top of mind with them. And they build, I, I know there's a term for it where they feel like you're a celebrity. There's a, an actual scientific term. What, do you remember what it is? Well, it's the no like, and trust, but I don't know. If no, but there's actually a term where people like, for the same reason that people, well, you'll see some wacko dude watching a TV show with Jennifer Aniston on it, right. and suddenly he feels like he knows her, and yep. something, and he feels like he, he feels like it's okay for him to go to her house. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. It's because it creates a situation where they feel like they know you. Well, on a yep. more granular level, as a real estate agent, when you're posting these videos that are just sort of easygoing and funny and and people get to know you, it's the same thing. I bet when you show up on a listing appointment, when someone calls you from a TikTok video or from following you on TikTok, that you can kind of sense it's like, wow, she's here in person. Do you ever feel that? Yeah, it's really neat. It's, it's the best lead you're ever going to ever have. Like they get out of their, their cars and like hug you. Like, oh my gosh, it's you. It's like, yeah, hey. They've like, been watching you. It's the same. There's a term for it, but I'm a moron, so I don't remember these terms. 
but the, the point is there's actually a sign like there's psychologists that focus on this topic about creating this feeling of people know you yeah. and this, this celebrity status just through social media mm -hmm. just by being consistent and posting personable entertaining videos and if you do it over and over again, I mean, do you do anything else um, in terms of staying in touch with people? When I, I mean, when I get a lead, I put them in my KB core and I follow up with them, right? Yeah, like once, once they're real, yes, of course I do my follow-up, but not really, Will, because there's really no, I, I run three businesses, right? Like there's no actual time to do anything else if I want to see my family. So and how many kids really? do you have again? You've got a, do you have a six-year-old daughter or an eight-year-old? I, I have a daughter. Yeah. So yeah. really, no, I mean, this is the only, these are the only leads I'm working. This is the only way I'm getting leads, right? Is it, it the right you, way? And it costs you no money, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean it costs me a lot of time. I understand that, yeah. but there's either there's time, money, or a combination yep. of both. You know, yep. my Zillow bill was 4,000 a month. But okay. if you're building and you're building this organic following yep. that is not transactional. No, it's not. It's, it is. It's relational. It has grown every year and it keeps growing and it keeps surprising me. I mean, I have systems in place that I pay for. Like I have a VA, I have a, you know, a email guy that does my funnels for my courses. Like I pay people to help me with my online courses and, and that kind of thing. But if I didn't want to do the other things I'm doing, would it quote unquote cost me money? Not like Zillow, right? Zillow cost me $2,800 a month when I did it, which was fine because I can convert those leads. Like I, I don't have any problem with internet leads. I can convert them. I think that if you're good at, at talking on the phone and picking up your phone and doing the actual work, it's perfectly fine. And I made a lot of money doing it that way. I just didn't want like the, the run and chase, the run and chase that way. I just got tired of it because there's so much, I don't know, I just... The way you meet a Zillow lead compared to the way you meet a social media lead is so much different. Like yeah. it's just the feeling of it and the relationship and they already know and love you by the time you There's show a position up. Of, they're coming from a place of trust. Right. They're not looking at you as a salesperson. Yeah. Um, that's why I always tell people to get well, for, there's a lot of security reasons, but I always tell people if you have a Zillow lead, you need to get them in the office first. Because yeah. if your first experience with a Zillow lead or a realtor.com lead is to open a door from that for them, subconsciously, yep. it that is the role you play in their life. And then when agents that I talk to say, yeah, and I showed them three homes and they just called and told me that they, that they bought a house with someone else. That's because all they thought of you as was a door opener. You yep. never actually stepped back, showed them your role in the, in the process and made them feel like that that was important to them. You met them at a house, you got out of the car, you yapped at them like you were, you know, at a car dealership and you didn't create, you didn't create a bond with them. It was just about opening the door. And I think with, from what I'm starting to understand about if you've got a strong social media following is that you've already built the trust. If they've been watching enough of your stuff and feeling like they know you, because you're not doing the same stuff all the time, right? No. By not. the time they actually call you, they're they've already bought in to Liz Brown. Yes. So let me for for those of us that are starting off new in social media, and clearly 
we're just scratching the surface because it's only going to get better or worse depending on which side of the coin you're on with social media but so you're saying what you the first step if you want to get into it is just get into it right just think start. about in, when you when i hear people say well well i look fat on video or i look so much older or i don't like the way i look well when you show up an appointment that's how they see you anyway yep right so yep. it doesn't matter how you perceive yourself however it's however people see me or you they're, that's how what they're going to see on the video anyway. So don't care at all about that. I was nervous about it initially. It makes it's dumb and it makes no sense. It's about taking action, just doing it and getting it out there. That's why so many people just say, just use your phone. Those are more genuine anyway. Uh, a highly polished video usually isn't watched as much anyway, is it? No, I, I don't use anything other than my phone because I want other agents to know that they can do it with what they already have. So you don't have to have a bunch of tools. Nope. So, so basically, if you want to start doing video, then you need to find some influencers. Uh, mm -hmm. Liz Brown, where, how do they find you on TikTok? What it, where, what's your name on TikTok? It's Liz Brown Realtor Daily. Okay. And, it's and it's the Brown. same the same on all the platforms. All right. So Liz Brown Realtor Daily, that's where you find her. If you want to start and you should start doing video, unless you're doing something else, you know, like I'm a um, staying in touch with people organically kind of guy, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm also at a different point in my career. This is my 35th year as a real estate agent. So I've got a lot of, thank God, I've got a lot of people out there that think about me anyway, but I can't take that for granted. But if someone who wants to really grow their business in 2022, you might as well be where your people are because yep. we're all... We're all a bunch of um, primates with our phones in front of us, you know, watching hours and hours of reels or TikTok. You might as well have them see you. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Because I mean, you're not going to change their behavior. No. They're watching two to three hours. Of, the average person is spending five hours a day on their phone now. Wow. If they're I on social media, if they're yeah. on social media. You can, you know, you can go on reels and go the next one, the next one, the next yep. one. It's like we're waiting for this little bar of gold that never happens. And we just keep watching and watching and watching and watching. So you might as well have yourself show up. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. So they get, they go, go find some influencers, look for Liz, start watching her videos. And that's what's going to cure the brain cramp because the biggest problem other than consistency is running out of things to do videos on. And mm -hmm. I'm starting to realize you can watch Gary V is a, an amazing character, but you're probably not going to want to do what he does, but there's a lot of, you know, Mike Sherrard, um, Kyle Handy, Liz, who are some other like really good female inf influencers that, you know, Tina call. Mm -hmm. Lauren Taylor's good. Lauren Taylor on TikTok. She's good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. So a, the bottom line is watch a lot of it, see what clicks with you and just start doing it. Is that it? Yeah. You find someone who can help you, right? Like if you feel like you need help, find How do they reach person. you? Because obviously you're a TikTok coach as well, right? Yeah. You How just go right to my TikTok you? page and there's a little linky poo and you click it and it'll take you to all the options or my Facebook page or my Instagram page because I have them all linked and you click the link and it takes you to another link that shows you every option there is to work with me, buyer or seller or agent. And so the agents that, that really work with me as my business partners, I coach them weekly. Like we have two calls a, a week and we talk about what videos are we making, 
what worked last week versus this week. Like I really coach them because I, first of all, I really want them to sell houses fast. And so I know that lots of the agents that especially are in smaller markets where no one else, like I just attracted an agent in Alabama and she is in a place where not very many, very many people are doing this type of video and she can dominate. She can be the mayor of her town video wise just by showing up every day. Like she'll There's destroy no the agents there because of that. And from what I've seen, lots of people are doing videos, but for the same reason, I've said this before, for the same reason that human beings and some people give me a lot of flack about it, but I have zero tolerance because I got up this morning and ran seven miles in the woods, sweated my butt off, didn't want to be there. And I still do it anyway. Um, you need to take action and be consistent about it. And humans yep. suck at that. Humans suck at that. They build really bad habits and they stick with those forever and they can't break them. But it's, it's a, if you just get on and you become consistent, no one in any one market is uber consistent. Very few agents in most markets are like consistently putting out ways to solve problems for yep. consumers, right? I mean, that's yep. really what, at the end of the day, it's about ways to solve problems in the real estate transaction. I know, and most of your videos, while funny, are also very educational about a certain little bit of the process. Right, yep. There, I know that you can't run out of ideas. I made a video every day for over two years, every day. Every day, more than one video, every day. So I know that there's no way that you're gonna run out of topics to talk about in real estate or in your life. Cause they're not all about, you know, they're not all about real estate cause that gets boring, right? Yeah. Like sometimes I talk about my kids, sometimes I talk about my chickens, sometimes I talk about marriage, sometimes I talk about where I eat, sometimes I talk about how I work out. Like there's all kinds of other things about me that I could talk about. Most of the time it's about real estate because that's actually what I think about most of the time, right? Like I, that and, and making videos are the two things I think about most of the time, but you're, you cannot run out of ideas. Like I, two years every day, like. Where did you get, did you come up with, but you didn't come up with all those ideas yourself either, right? You were consuming other influencers or realtors content and you were pulling from that or were those two years of like, did you, did you get it all yourself? Some days, some days not. Like today, let me give you an example of today's videos, right? The videos right, yeah. that I've already made today, I probably made three videos. The first video was my daughter said this darling thing to me because I woke up in a funk. Like you said, you went out and ran seven miles because you didn't want to. I got up and did all my morning routine and worked out and went on my walk and ah, ah. and I was like, even after all that, I still was like, this sucks. I don't want to do today. And so then I got in the car and said something about my feelings to my daughter. And she, she asked me, well, which feelings are you feeling? And I was like, which feelings? Like, it was like such a question, right? Like, no one asked me what It was like Yoda was. said it to you. I know, it was so weird. <laughs> I was like, what? So then I told her that I'm working on, you know, I'm working on building, a, basically building a brokerage within a brokerage, right? right. And I, I keep thinking it'll be easier than it is, right? My brain keeps being like, why isn't that the wrong guy? Right? It is working, but it's just slower than I thought it would be. And so she said, I told her that. And she said, well, mom, you just got to dig a little deeper. Just, and I was like, what? And she's how old? She's eight. I said, what? She goes, yeah, mom, just like the song. You got to dig a little deeper. And I, I first did you all, get her? So what did you do? Did you have to do it? Did you have to get her to do it all over again? So no. Hold on, I got to get my phone out of my purse. I know, right? 
So, no, I, I talked to her about it. It was in the moment, right? I was in the moment. And then we listened to the song together twice, right? We, I brought it up on my Spotify and we listened to it. And then we went to we went to horse cam and I dropped her off. And as soon as she was out of the car, I made the little video. I'm not done like editing it yet, but I'm going to, I told the little story of how she said that. And like, and then I'm going to add the song to it. Like it's, it's uh-huh. going to be like a layered thing. So that's one of my videos, right? Like just little things that happen that if I'm feeling that way, someone else must be feeling that way about doing something that's hard. I think that if you translate how you build a real relationship with humans in a room, you wouldn't talk, you would talk to them about vulnerable things it, and you'd ask them questions about themselves. And that's how you would build the trust aspect and the, mm-hmm. the no like trust. We've already got the no part handled just mm-hmm. by doing videos every day, but the like and the trust cannot, only be about instructional real estate videos nope. because that's like you said it's going to get very boring for them and they'll cut it off but they will come back to see what liz like liz's life is doing is happening yes yeah it be- all wrong but yeah it, it becomes more of a it becomes a tv show right yeah, like yeah, yeah. they they're following your life like it's a tv show so you have to get you have to get comfortable sharing what you're comfortable sharing I have a lot of women recently, mostly women. I don't know. If, no, no man has said this to me, but women have written me emails recently. And they're like, Liz, my husband doesn't want me on video because he's worried. He's worried about my safety. They say that. And then they're worried about what the world will think. And then they don't want their private life out there in the world. So I think about those things and how I can encourage that person to still be on video. I, I share what I feel like the world needs to know, but I don't share everything. Like there's lots of things that people don't know about me, right? Like you don't get to know all of me. You're going to know some of me in the days I feel like I want to share it. So like the one you, like when you were telling me before this, how you got hammered at that party last night and no, I'm just, (laughs) I made that up. I'm kidding. I mean, maybe, maybe a couple of years ago, but. You know, that's the thing, Will. You get so into what you're doing mm-hmm. that you don't have time for the things that you used to have time for and they don't seem important anymore. Like, I'm obsessed with what I'm doing right now. That I I have taken things out of my life that I used to spend a lot of time on. Like, I used to work out for three hours a day. Like, go to the gym for three hours a day. Was I actually working out for those three hours? No, I'd go work out for an hour and then get ready and fiddle around with my girlfriend. Yeah, it was a social experience every day. Well, now I'm like, I'm like, I'm lucky if I work out for 30 minutes or 45 minutes because I'm like on to the next thing because but I their want purpose, the it's more purposeful though, right? Yep. You still work out, but you yeah. focus on the working out part. You've just taken out all the filler. The fluff. I don't, I, I have a gym membership. I use it for social, you know, interaction, but really the working out I do is very focused. It's, you know, the Peloton app and I do it in my garage. Like it's like, yeah, get it done. Fun. Yeah. So find some influencers, watch their stuff. Just get out there and make the videos. If you need help, reach out to Liz. Um, and then anything else that they should be adding? Just be consistent, right? I think they have to remember not to be boring. There's so much boring so out there in the world. Do. Oh, I know. <laughs> my baseline, I've got resting bitch face and just because I have to frown all the time and then I I go straight like my I go straight to boring it's like my baseline's boring 
your baseline is is neutral because you've been taught to do that because you're a real estate agent, right? Mm -hmm. Like we don't have opinions until it's necessary to have an opinion because we're not a, we're not supposed to steer or guide people. Right. So we've been taught as a profession to show up neutral. Like when I show houses, you don't get any me. You don't get me, right? Because this is your experience. I'm going to pay attention to the important things, but I'm also going to fade into the background because I don't want to distract from your experience of looking at this house. And you don't want to make it the Liz show when they're looking for, you know, when they're trying to buy a home. Right. But when you're doing a video, it is the Liz show. Right. Show me who you are. So instead of being vanilla, I want you to be who you are. And so a lot of times we forget who we are because no one ever asks us to be us. You're a lot more animated on your videos. Yep. Mm -hmm. but, I, I, but you don't want, but people know that. I think I was listening to um, Tristan on the, uh, on real estate masterminds. And he was saying, no, no, it was Jeff Fitzer because he's his partner. Um, and Jeff was saying that you have to talk a little bit quicker, be a little yep. bit more animated and it just looks normal. But you don't want to be like, you got to lift it up a little bit. You've got to elevate the situation when you're on video. It feels <laughs> wrong to you, but when it's watched, it doesn't. Because I, I pay attention to that now. I try yep. to be a little bit more animated and talk a little louder and a bit faster and move your head a little bit more. Because if you don't, then it's just boring. Completely boring. This is boring. And I, I teach agents how to do that during the challenge. We have a whole day where we work on not being vanilla. Like what flavor are you in this world? And so they think about it and they talk about it and they try it and they make videos about it. And it it's so funny to see someone on day one versus day five of the challenge and how much they grow into their, their, their self. Like I, like I, I just dig into who they are. Like, what about this? I ask them a bunch of questions and they, they change as people just because they think about it and try something different. As you do more, you're going to help. You're going to start thinking about uh more topics as well right you're gonna yeah. start before it's like working any muscle you know whether you start mm -hmm. calling fizzbos or knocking on doors or whatever and you've never done it before then mm -hmm. you you start i think you would start getting more you'll start paying attention to things that you do in the day and thinking what you could i turn this in today's into today's video yes all the time my brain is this is a tiktok this is a tiktok this is a video every time i hear anything i watch another video anything i just my brain is out I can think of TikTok ideas like uh, forever. Last thing, frequency. If someone's just starting, they're they're they've been on TikTok, but they haven't really made an, an effort to make it part of their uh, business, like client recruitment uh, tool. How mm -hmm. often should they be posting? If you're on TikTok, once a day. Once a day. And it, it could be a seven-second video. It could be a thirty-second video, but just once a day. Once a day. Once a day. You got to show up every day. That's not that hard to do once you work it into your routine, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But you have to work it into your routine. That is the part. Because if you don't, you're going to do it for a couple days or a week, and then you're going to fall off. It's true. Yeah, I see it happen all the time. But in anything we do in life, the, the, the humans that take action and then do it consistently, then get into maintenance mode. I was mm -hmm. talking this about my wife to, to my wife this morning because she's a real go-getter. And um, she, had, she started a staging business out of nowhere. And now she's got all these rehabber clients. I mean, she's just like, she's very good at uh, getting out of her own way and taking action. Mm -hmm. But I was talking about maintenance mode. And the problem is no matter what it is we do, if it's like 
prospecting or making videos or if you do it sporadically, it's always going to feel like a challenge and a task. And it's always going to feel like you're not getting anywhere, like saving $20 a week. The first week, it's like 20 bucks. I can never get rich on 20 a week. But that's a thousand a year, you know, 5,000 in five years, just $20 a week. Right. So in our, in, in whether it's working out, doing sit-ups, making videos, calling past clients, Whatever it is that you're doing, if you just do it consistently each day and you take action over 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 150 days, a year, a year down the road, and you're making your one video today, at the beginning, the one video today feels like it's a complete waste of time. Just like yeah. doing 50 push-ups or 50 sit-ups today it just makes me sore and sweaty and I, I still look awful. But once you get through, once you get over that hump and now you've been doing it consistently for 120, 150 days, which is where most people fail way before that. That's why New Year's resolutions, you know, the gym is, you can't get in the gym for the first six weeks of the year and then it's empty for the rest of the year, right? Until the next January 1st. But if you just stick with it and you get into maintenance mode, then you're not really focusing on today's video. You're not focusing on today's workout, today's Peloton. It, because you're you're seeing successes from the stuff in the past and that's what makes you keep doing it but most of us never get there yeah if you can it's just you sometimes you need to need support right that's why my accountability calls i have one every day and those people on there will not quit i even tried to i, I tried to stop it uh, like a month ago they're, i'm like I'm, I'm out they're like no you can't be out i'm like okay wow. fine i'll double down <laughs> I do an accountability call with agents on Monday morning at 8.30 and Wednesday at 10. And they really appreciate being able to show up the following week and have their stuff yeah. done. I run five to six days a week. I don't run by myself anymore. Every one of them is a scheduled run with somebody else. Really? Yep. Monday, it's Kevin and Dave. Tuesday morning, it's Todd. Wednesday night, it's Kevin and Dave. Thursday, it's Joe. Don't run Friday. Saturday group, Sunday group. Because I know I will be there if I make an appointment. And even me, I'm a loser. I won't show up unless it's too easy to stay in bed or get home from work and not want to go meet them or go run by myself. So I've just made it so they're all appointments. So if you can do that with what you know, what you're doing with your accountability calls with, yeah. with social media, um, the chances of success are going to be go go way up. Mm -hmm. On that note, thank you for being with us, with us Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, you have a you have a great day, everyone. I hope you got a lot of con or got a lot of information out of this. Please reach out to Liz. How do they reach you again? Liz Brown Realtor Daily on any of the platforms. So if you want to get into um, TikTok or just videos in general, and you want to stick with it, reach out to Liz and um, keep watching our or listening to our podcast, however you get it. And we'll continue to interview the very best in the business. And thanks, Liz. You have a wonderful day. Thanks, Will. Talk to you. Talk.